Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we're looking to take a big ol' intentional step toward our purpose. Lengthening your stride is about walking with long, decisive steps in a specified direction. Being intentional means doing something with a purpose or deliberately. So what you won't hear on this show is any type of timeout huddle rally, asking you to get your head in the game or try harder, run faster, or achieve better results. Instead, this will be looking at patience and timing while we take a purposeful walk along our journey. So relax, let the pressures of the day go, and let's start to examine where we are and where we want to go. We'll look at picking up a tip or two, so don't worry about a radical life change. Just a pace that is easy, yet a bit more calculated. You know, when I started out on my journey, I had it all figured out. Or at least I thought I did. Remember MapQuest printouts? Step-by-step instructions, arrows, markers, and even upcoming detours. Then life hands you unexpected delays, and instead of recalculating, you hang out there for a while, trying to figure it all out and what should be your next move. It seems like a couple of decades of rinse and repeat until you get a better plan, broader view, or maybe just different expectations. What I mean to say is, hey, life has a way of sorting things out and getting you back on course. Maybe not the one you intended, but nevertheless, you're moving forward. But guess what? You can insert a little intention here. Shara Ryan gives us seven purposeful steps to intentional living with a thoughtful line of questioning found at simplyrenewedliving.com. Do you ever wonder if there's more to life? If you're spending your time wisely and making a difference in the world? These are some tough questions to ponder and can leave you feeling a little hopeless and discouraged. It's a good idea to evaluate your priorities and goals regularly to help you answer these questions. I'm going to offer you some insight and questions to ask yourself that will help you make some changes and tweak your goals so that you feel more fulfilled. Living with intention and making purposeful decisions doesn't need to be overwhelming. It's a lifelong journey and one that leads to great rewards. It's easy to live in the spur of the moment without needing to think through decisions. With so many things available at your fingertips, the spontaneity wins out a lot of the time. There are also so many distractions that bombard us each and every minute. How can we avoid it? Here are seven steps on how to lead a more fulfilling life. Number one, examine. Examine what you believe. Examine your decisions. Examine what drives you. Go back to the beginning. Figure out what you believe and what you value at its core. It's more than what you stand for. It's the fundamental beliefs that shape how you view the world and what influences the decisions you make, your thought process, and how you see right and wrong. 
It's important to ask these questions and consider how outside influences have altered your perception so that what you stand for is not in line with what you ultimately believe. Based on Charles Colson's book, How Now Shall We Live?, there are three fundamental questions that every individual should answer. Where did we come from and who are we? What has gone wrong with the world? What can we do to fix it? Answering these questions will shape your relationships and how you treat people, your work ethic, how you choose to spend your time, and even the attitude you have towards your belongings and the lifestyle you want to live. So here's a question. What principles and outside influences have shaped my way of thinking about the world? Number two, contemplate. Contemplation is a healthy exercise in desiring to change ourselves and some unhealthy viewpoints and behaviors. Whether you're confident in the worldview you hold or you're still searching for your own beliefs, contemplation will reveal things you want to improve and will lead to personal growth. Contemplation leads to asking questions. Asking questions reveals a willingness to consider a different perspective. The ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and examine a different viewpoint is healthy. If you aren't able to handle healthy criticism or consider what someone else has to say, you'll never learn and never become a better person. This isn't an exercise in beating yourself up, but one of honesty and gentleness. It's an inward exercise in self-improvement. The better you know what you believe and why you believe it, this will allow you to know yourself better. The willingness to change one's mind in the light of new evidence is a sign of rationality, not weakness. So here's a question. Do I have any beliefs that need to change that aren't benefiting me or my outlook on life? Number three, know yourself. Strengths, weaknesses, gifts, talents, and natural preferences. Studying your personality type is a great place to start. Learning about how you function gives you insight on what makes you tick. But also, determining any shortcomings you have will help you steer clear of pitfalls. Take some time to journal about what you struggle with, but also things you're doing good. Ask those closest to you that you can trust to give you insight. Gaining confidence in who you are, what makes you tick, and what's important to you will lead to having a more significant impact on the world. Challenging situations will not shake you up as much, and you can set more definite goals with successful results. So here's a question. Do I know myself well enough to understand how I best function? Number four, evaluate. Time, activities, bad habits, self-care. Living with intention means that life is full of opportunities. Choices on what activities you want to participate in and how you want to live your life. Once you've decided what's important to you, you can start focusing on these things. 
When evaluating responsibilities and activities, there are four quadrants that everything falls into. Number one, important and urgent. Number two, important and not urgent. Number three, not urgent but important. Number four, not urgent or important. Take some time to think about how you spend your time. Intentional living enables you to value activities and give them purpose. I'm sure there's things you can't avoid, like work, household chores, or even spending time with friends and family out of obligation. But when you know what's meaningful and fulfilling, you can make better choices and weed out activities that don't fit who you are and what you want to accomplish. It's easier to say no when there's something more important to say yes to. Don't forget to take care of yourself. Intentional living means valuing yourself and not running yourself ragged. Make time for meditation, relaxation, and recuperation. Success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, says Tony Robbins. So question, is your life out of balance? Do you spend too much time in certain areas and not enough on others? Number five, eliminate. Comparison, pride, self-absorption, keeping up with the Joneses. Being intentional doesn't mean you copy someone else. You're unique in your own way and can make an impact in ways that other people can't. There are a lot of things that can hold us back. Negative thinking, mindsets, and behaviors can keep us from living our best lives. Learn to value yourself and accept yourself. Stop comparing yourself to others. I know it's hard with social media not to feel jealous and defeated when you see everyone else's life. They seem so picture perfect. It's easy to see these glamorous photos of people's homes, belongings, and even their hairstyles. Living with intention means eliminating areas that aren't serving a purpose. When you can break free from inward thinking and can focus more outwardly, this is when you'll make the most significant impact. Number six, balance. There's a fine line in everything we do, a tipping point. To wrap up our viewpoint and values means to find a balance between two opposing activities. It's essential to take care of your home and create order and calm but too much attention on the status of your home can take away from relationships and helping others. If you don't spend enough time on yourself, you'll feel burned out and feel anxious. You might not have energy to pour into people and value them as you should. It's not wrong to want nice things, but we can also become obsessed with the newest, shiniest things when it might be a better option to forgo making a purchase and put that money towards something more valuable in the long run? These are questions only you can answer. And a lot of people are more than willing to share their opinions with you. It's easy to judge others and their choices when we don't have all the facts. That also makes it hard for people to give you their unbiased opinions. So question, am I more concerned about my home state than others' health and welfare. Number seven, set goals. 
The last step in the quest to live with intention is to set goals. Did anything stand out to you as you were going through these steps? Anything that you want to work on or change? Goal setting is an essential exercise for aligning our values with our actions. Identifying areas we want to minimize in exchange for more meaningful activities. Intentional living means being mindful of how we spend our time. Goals need to be actionable. If there's something you want to achieve and work on, break it down into specifics. But these things can take a lot of work. Some days it's easier to just jump on your phone and scroll Facebook or sit in front of the TV and binge watch Netflix. Stress can also play a huge factor in your ability to reach goals. To refocus your energy on what matters, you need to find the motivation and drive to do so. Knowing what you stand for and how you can be intentional allows you to set a goal and then do it. Sit down and make time to think through what this goal entails, what action steps you need to take, and the time frame for completion. Examine your beliefs. Contemplate your lifestyle. Know who you are. Evaluate your priorities and eliminate faulty thinking. Find balance in everything. Set achievable goals. Do you think this is a good foundation for intentional living? What else would you include? Oh boy, (laughs) do I know myself well enough to understand how I best function? Whew, that one did not come easy for me, and I'm not sure I'm able to answer that today with certainty. Can I just say, a work in progress? I pride myself on having a really good work ethic. I'm goal-oriented and driven. I do what I say, and I say what I do. I'm reliable and trustworthy. I work hard. But that's what I can offer, not who I am. That's where I got confused and stopped searching for more. My professional life became my personal identity. Does that make sense? Who are you personally? What's important to you? I had to slow down, way down, move away from what I could do for everyone else, and start examining myself, the real me. That takes patience that a self-proclaimed bull in a china shop doesn't possess naturally. Maggie Wool enlightens us with eight reasons why patience in life matters, found at betterup.com. Any conversation about what patience is and its importance will tend to mention the patience is a virtue. Have you heard of that before? (laughs) But there's much more to it than that. Patience is your ability to wait without becoming annoyed, upset, or angry. It's when you exercise self-control rather than lashing out and complaining. You're being patient when you take deep breaths and seek inner peace after things don't go the way you hoped. Practicing patience is all about how you act. It involves internalizing your emotions and interpreting the situation you're in. When you're being patient, you'll stop and take a moment to look around while thinking about the bigger picture. 
That is, you won't just think about your actions in the present moment, but what they'll mean down the road, too. Patience also throws instant gratification out the window. You have the agency to do things that will make it easier for yourself in the short term. Or you can choose to avoid hasty decisions and take actions with long-term benefits. It may require more hard work, but patience pays off, even if it feels difficult in the moment. How important patience is in life stretches far beyond being nice to others. It benefits your relationships with others and helps these relationships stay healthy over an extended period of time. Being a patient person also teaches you to regulate your emotions so that your well-being remains strong. Being impatient causes stress, and chronic stress has detrimental effects on physical well-being. Your physical and mental health grows when you practice patience. You may find you'll experience less headaches, acne breakouts, and ulcers. Patient people may also experience fewer negative emotions. That's because with patience, you're better equipped to deal with stressful and challenging moments in your life. This helps your overall mental health and well-being. Patience can even help you avoid and recover from burnout. Rather than work yourself to extreme, patience reminds you to slow down and prioritize your own well-being. If you think you're an impatient person right now, don't sweat it. With dedication and sustained efforts, everyone can develop patience. You can find a moment of patience in stressful situations by being mindful of others and your surroundings. Practicing gratitude also leads to patience. You can learn to become more patient anywhere, especially in the workplace. To be a good leader, you need to understand that everyone contributes something special. Sometimes it takes an employee a few tries to hone their skills toward the team goal, making a few mistakes. A good leader will reframe an error as a learning opportunity while being patient. They'll reiterate the importance of teamwork and value everyone's effort to meet a deadline. One survey found that when leaders demonstrate patience, productivity, creativity, and collaboration increases. When team members are in a patient atmosphere, they can complete tasks calmly and form strong collaborative relationships. Patient leaders instill trust in the team and help businesses succeed in the future. The role of patience in our life isn't exclusively individual. Being patient also helps you develop strong, healthy, long-lasting relationships. Your relationships with friends, family, coworkers, can thrive when you practice patience. So it's important to understand that patience isn't transactional. When you're patient with a person, don't hold an expectation that they'll give you something in return. Patience is about sustaining and bettering relationships, not holding your good deed above someone else to do you a favor. Patient people may have an easier time being empathetic kind, cooperative, and selfless. Being compassionate when others make mistakes helps create relationships where flaws are accepted. The benefit of being patient touches so many areas of our lives. Whether you're going to the grocery store or work, 
you can experience the perks that accompany patience. Here are eight benefits of patience to consider. Number one, you can better focus on your long-term goals and dreams. You can make more rational, realistic decisions. You can develop persistence and resilience. You can have a better time learning new skills. Number five, it allows you to be a better listener. You can make others feel comfortable. You practice kindness and encourage others to do so too. And number eight, you learn how to live a peaceful life, not a stressful one. The journey toward achieving your goals can take plenty of time. Long-term goals and life goals tend to demand resilience, hard work, and dedication. And along the way, your circumstances or goals may change. You can do as much life planning as you want, but sometimes things take a left turn when they should have taken a right. Enter, yep, you guessed it, patience. You can feel proud when you're patient in the face of challenges. Overcoming bumps in the road and other tough moments require sustained effort and, yes, patience. Plus, opting to be patient over a more stressed out negative emotion is better for your physical and mental health. If your goal is to have a healthier work-life balance, you won't start living by that the next day. Perhaps you choose to stay longer at work or took on too many projects that cut your vacation short. Afterward, you could feel frustrated with yourself for not prioritizing your own goals. Be patient with yourself. New routines and changes take time. There's another important factor that plays into patience. Flexibility. Flexibility and patience go hand in hand. When things don't go your way, you'll have to develop a new plan. Being flexible helps with that because you can adapt to change easily and with a positive attitude. If you're patient but not flexible, you may find yourself waiting for things to go back to how you originally wanted them. That doesn't always happen. Plus, waiting too long can mean that you miss opportunities. Flexibility allows you to adapt your goals to be achievable and still bring success. Flexibility is also a characteristic that makes a good mentor or an ethical leader. These individuals need to be patient and flexible at the same time. They must guide their team through challenges and create new plans for problem solving. And mentees or employees will grow and change as they discover new goals and skills. Remember, success doesn't come overnight. The world is constantly changing, which leads to your goals evolving as well. That's why it's important to be patient with them. When your hard work is derailed, practice patience as you get back on track. And don't expect to keep moving forward at all times. Sometimes you'll need to take time to stop and think about your next move. That isn't a bad thing. It shows that you're patient enough to know how to spend your energy and resources in beneficial ways. The importance of patience in life isn't just for yourself either. It's for your relationships, career, and personal life. 
Never forget that your patience impacts others as it shows people how patience can bring a sense of peace in an otherwise fast-moving world. At one point or another, we all thought time was endless, that time moved so slowly, dragged on, and that we would never get to where we were going. Did you get there? Are you where you thought you would be? Has your destination changed over the years and you're finally seeing joy in the journey? Acquiring used to be the focus of my earlier years. Acquiring status, stability, family, and future. Over the last decade, I've been focused on a different type of acquisition. Experience, connections, and impact. No material object or professional promotion has given me the same emotional payoff as acts of service. Being relevant in another person's life has given my life meaning. It's now the currency and clout that I seek. What about you? What do you see as the biggest ROI for your life investment? Let's listen to Casper Craven. He tells us how to be intentional. Redesign your life to make good use of your time. When asked what's the biggest waste of time, Charles Darwin replied, a man who dares to waste one hour of life has not discovered the value of life. So what then is the value of life? What is the value of time? Your time is given to you freely at birth. It's your choice on how you use it. Your time is free and at the same time it is priceless. Once it's gone, you can never get it back. Research shows that the average lifespan is 80 years. In that time, the average person will spend 33 years in bed, 13 years at work, 11 years of screen time watching TV and social media. That's 57 years in bed and on social. That only leaves 23 years, and that includes school, our time when we're growing up, and when we're in poor health. Our time is less than we think. The Dalai Lama, when asked what surprised them most about humanity, he said, man, because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. You have a choice. With those precious hours and minutes, you can either live out a life determined by everybody else and their expectations, or you can make a choice to live with intent, to be deliberate and to be specific and conscious about how you want to use every single moment of your time in this incredible world that we live in. There's good news and there's bad news. The bad news, so many of us live life on a deferred life plan. Someday I'll go and do this. One day out there in the future. One day I'll go and learn this. One day I'll do these things with my family. One day I'll follow my dreams and passions. One day I'll uncover my purpose. Time and tide waits for no man. Time literally slips through your hands in the same way that sand slips through your fingers on the beach. 
Here's the good news. You're in the driving seat. Viktor Frankl, who survived the Holocaust and time in a concentration camp, said, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. We would never waste time if we knew the true value of time. You can never get more time. And what makes life and time joyful? To realise the value of time, to think about the magic of the moments in which we exist, the powerful moments when we are truly present and experience emotions. To realise the joy of learning. Ask a student what they feel when they succeed at something they had struggled with. To realise the joy of the heart. Ask a lover what their first kiss feels like. To realise the joy of success. Ask someone what they feel when they get promoted at work, when they make a sale or complete a project. To realise the joy of love. Ask a husband or wife what they feel as they walk back down the aisle. To realise the joy of life. Ask a parent what it feels like when they hold their baby for the first time. To realise the joy of pride. Ask a parent what it feels like when their child speaks their first words, takes their first steps, has their first day at school, has their last day at school. To realise the joy of friendship. Ask a friend what it feels like when they laugh and share stories. We forget we are truly in control of our lives. We forget what is truly important to us. We clatter from one day to the next. We worry and hurry. Bills, to-do lists, success, achievements, and life's laundry list of things that we have to do. We forget we are in control of what we choose to focus on. We forget that life is our choice. There are two voices in our head. The voice that says, I have to do this. And the voice that says, this is the time. These are the most important things. I need to plan my time to make the, use, the best use of what I have. And which one do you listen to? The one that shouts loudly and says, this must be done. The voice that drowns out the quiet whisper that says, this is what is important to me. Or do you listen to that quiet whisper to know yourself, to know those who are most important to you in life and to listen and to act upon that? What will you value most in life? Some years ago, I met Sir Che Blythe and he looked me in the eye and he said, Casper, there will come a time, a time when you're lying down and as you look at your toes and just before you draw your final breath, You'll ask yourself, have I done everything that I want to do in life? And if the answer's no, you're gonna be pretty brassed off. So stop messing around, work out what you want to do and go and get on with it. It's been my driving force ever since. What answer will you give to that question? Will it be yes or will it be no? We never know what life will give us. All we have is this moment right now Find your intent, create your story, live your life 
with intent. Remember, we are taking an easy stroll, yet lengthening our steps to reach purpose. I hope you've been able to pick up some ideas along our walk. Think of one or two things you can interject into your day, no matter where you are in your journey. Let me leave you with a few more. If you have a pen handy, you may want to jot these down. Antonia at balancethroughsimplicity.com adds ways to be intentional every day. Intentional living is a lifestyle that encourages us to define our priorities, get clear on what we want from life, and to live each day in alignment with these priorities. In simple terms, living intentionally means deciding what you want from life and going for it. In today's busy world, where many of us are overstretched and juggling all the things, it's probably not a surprise to learn that intentional living is becoming increasingly popular. Instead of chasing our tails and struggling with life in the fast lane, we're seeking out a life of purpose, direction, clarity, peace, and joy instead. A life on our terms instead of a life dictated to us by our schedule or to-do lists. Being intentional isn't expensive or time-consuming. It won't involve you giving everything up or throwing it all away, unless you want to, of course. An intentional life is about making small, conscious, daily decisions about what enhances your life and what just clutters, distracts, and pulls you off course. It's the sum of these small decisions that shape the bigger picture of your life. Richie Norton said, intentional living is the art of making our own choices before others' choices make us. Whether it's being intentional with your time, relationships, self-care, finances, priorities, or anything else that makes up your life, I hope you find these ideas helpful in creating a life that truly supports you. Antonia says, when I first began decluttering and simplifying my own life, I didn't have it in mind to be intentional. In fact, I didn't even know what intentional living was. I just knew that my busy life and my busy home was making my body and brain feel overwhelmed. I was being pushed and pulled in different directions by life, and I felt I was increasingly losing my way. I'd lost sight of what I wanted out of life, what was truly and deeply important to me, and what made life meaningful and purposeful. In fact, I was too busy running to and fro, juggling kids, work, snatching sleep, energy bars, whenever I could. This wasn't how I wanted life to be, but I wasn't sure how to change it either. Decluttering my home and simplifying life was how I began to be intentional, even if I didn't realize it at the time. I made a series of small daily decisions about what was important and what wasn't. I let go of clutter kept out of stuff and made boundaries to protect the things that were far more important to be just stuffing in my life. It wasn't without challenges and many times I felt like I'd lost momentum and was doing it wrong. But gradually, over time, I noticed that my approach to everyday life changed. The choices, decisions, actions, habits, and routines that I created and lived by 
were how I began to live intentionally, deliberately, purposefully, and aware. Here are some ideas on how to be intentional every day. Try them out. See how they work for you. Number one, have a clear structure for your day. Create a solid and consistent morning and evening routine for yourself and your family. Having a clear framework for your day will help start and end your day on the right note, however busy you've been in between. This clear structure will help you create time for yourself, time for your family, and time for your priorities. Here's a quote by Annie Dillard. How you spend your days is how you spend your life. Number two, be careful with your money. How easy is it to hit the shops when we need a quick pick-me-up or if we're bored and can't think of anything else to do? Everyone needs to go shopping sometimes, and it's lovely to get new things. However, be intentional about what you spend your money on. Don't buy things or waste your money on stuff that you don't really need or want. It'll just drain the bank account and clutter your cupboards. Number three, declutter your home. Your home is your space, but everything in it comes at a price. Either what you've paid for it in the first place or in terms of how you spend your time and energy looking after it. Be intentional about what you keep in your home to clutter the stuff that you don't need or no longer love. Enjoy living in an uncluttered home that's easier to keep clean and tidy, freeing your space, time, and energy for other things. Number four, define your priorities and goals. How often do you think about your goals and what you want to achieve in life? As a busy person, you might think that your goal is just to get through the day, but there's so much more you can do. Priorities and goals help us find clarity for what we want out of life. They remind us that we're still individuals in our own right, as well as being a parent, a partner, or anything else. Number five, invest your time wisely. Time is precious. It's arguably our most limited resource and also perhaps the one that we often waste or misuse the most. Don't take on too much. Stretch yourself too thin. Overbook or double book yourself or say yes to things when you'd rather say no. Be intentional with your time and spend it in a way that aligns with your priorities. Number six, strengthen your important relationships. When life gets busy, it's easy to take the relationships we have with others for granted. We forget or neglect making the effort to connect and spend time with the people who mean the most to us. Relationships matter though, and to be strong, they need to work. Be intentional about your relationships. Focus on the ones that are mutually supportive and find ways to distance yourself from the ones that seem a little one-sided. Number seven, cultivate a positive mindset. How we think about our life, the choices and decisions we make, and whether we take action or not is all down to our mindset. Don't let life pass you by without making the most of it. To fully embrace an intentional life, Explore ways to nurture a positive, healthy mindset and declutter your mind to find clarity and focus. Number eight, develop healthy habits. 
We all know the importance of looking after ourselves, keeping fit, and eating healthy. But you don't have to run a marathon or even commit to a gym membership if it's not realistic. Instead, just be intentional about how you use your body and what you put into it. Side note, a trend in my remote workplace has been stand-up desks and under-the-desk treadmills. Now it's a part of our work culture. During a meeting, you'll frequently see colleagues type in the chat, cameras going off as I go for a walk. I'm able to get two and a half miles in while attending an online meeting. I highly recommend it. Number nine, be aware of your mental health. Pay attention to your mental health. Be intentional and aware of your emotions and your state of mind. If you're feeling angry, upset, anxious, or overwhelmed, give some thought to what triggered these feelings, how they're affecting you, and what you can do to make them better. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't bury your negative thoughts under the carpet and hope they go away. Own them and try to do something about them. A good first step when you're feeling out of sorts is to write everything down on a paper so you can clarify and organize your thoughts and come up with an action plan. After all, taking action is a key part of living with intention. And number 10, self-care and self-reflection. We so easily put ourselves at the bottom of the priority list. Instead, be intentional about creating some time for yourself and you'll be a better and stronger person because of it. Self-care and self-reflection are a great way to be intentional. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, slow down to focus and then step with intent towards your purpose. Slow and steady gives you time to enjoy the experiences along the way as you choose the most meaningful way to spend your most precious resource. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. I stumbled through until the path was clear. That's when I found you.